Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to Jazzy's Travel. Hello everybody, Jazz's online editor Matt Mikucci here, welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz's Travel. This is a podcast series that explores jazz and creative music in all four corners of the globe, touching on cross-cultural projects, different music traditions and more through conversations with or about groundbreaking, innovative and visionary artists. From a small port town in Argentina to the bright lights of New York City, tenor saxophonist Julieta Eugenio's journey has been fascinating and has led up to her recently released debut album, Jump, where she leads a cordless trio with bassist Matt Duwansik and drummer Jonathan Barber. Recorded in the uncertain times of the pandemic, Jump is an invitation to take that leap and embrace change in life in a program mostly comprising Eugenio's own compositions. Listen to her journey and the behind-the-scenes story of this record on the latest episode of Jazz's Travel. Fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Here is Julieta Eugenio on Jazz's Travel. to Jazz's Travel. Hello, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, what part of the world are you speaking to us from? So I'm in New York City right now, um, in Brooklyn, yes. So, so actually, that's not where you're originally from though, right? No, I'm from Argentina. Um, yeah, I was born there in a small city called Nicochea. Hmm. And, uh, and then I moved to the big city uh, when I was 18. And uh, and yeah, I studied music there. I mean, I started when I was a kid, but I, I kept studying there. I did my undergraduate and then moved to New York City. Well, let's get into it a bit more because this is mm-hmm. the first time we talk. So it's uh, it's good to kind of, it gives me a good opportunity to find out a little more about you. Uh, you mentioned that you're from kind of a smaller city. 
what can you tell yes. me about it? Because I'd never heard of it before. Right. Um, so this is a, yeah, it's a small city where honestly everything started. So it was kind of a, one of the most important things, right? Um, I started with piano and uh, it, it was one uh, <coughs> institute, musical institute, where there was one teacher that would uh, teach all the instruments and he had two big bands. So um, that's kind of like how I started. I started with piano and then he was like, you want to play some woodwinds? And um, uh, yeah, his name is Juan Carlos Gisualdi. He's a, a great musician and he's teaching a lot of kids over there. And um, So this is you when know, you were a, li a little kid? Right, I started when I was a like, yeah nine ten. Mm. Yeah, and was this when music entered your life, or was there an earlier memory that you'd like to share with us of when uh, your ears opened to music? Yeah, I mean, actually, it was um, first. I always had something about the piano. I was always drawn to you know my attention was like always on the piano i don't know why i always wanted to even when i was a little kid and and then there was a piano that came to my house i think it was my aunt's piano and my dad actually started taking some uh, piano lessons so i i told my mom i wanted to so that's how everything started actually and uh, you know that's how i got into this in musical institute and you know after the piano i started playing saxophone and then clarinet and you know and then i decided i i, I was playing a lot and really taking it seriously at some yeah. point and uh, that's how i was like okay i want to do this all my life and dedicate to this and that's why i went to you know buenos aires which is a big city it's like five hours away from mm. from where i was born right uh, yeah so at what uh, point did you kind of decide that the saxophone would uh, become your primary instrument like i say my teacher uh, when you know when i started he was like we have a big band what, what instrument you want to play? There's a trombone, there's a saxophone, there's, you know, it was my first time like seeing all these instruments. I had no idea, honestly. Uh, I don't know why I said saxophone. <laughs> That's the truth. I don't, I don't know why, but, uh, I, I picked the saxophone and I kind of fell in love with it. And honestly, I was playing alto for a while. Hmm. Uh, I switched to tenor later on, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, it was kind of, yeah. Random, yes. Did this teacher also introduce you to jazz then? Yes, yes. He, we, we were playing, you know, all kinds of music, but of course, yeah. You know, that's how I started to hear Glenn Miller Orchestra and all, all this, you know, Louis Armstrong. We were also playing, uh, I was playing in a Dixieland uh, band, clarinet. Right. Uh -huh. And yeah, we would do uh, events and we would play in the summer, like... Uh, twice or three times a week, some shows. Uh, yeah, I was like, you know, by then I was 13, 14, 15. Yeah, those years uh, uh, we were playing a lot. So I loved it, yeah. Right. And so, as you mentioned, uh, at around 18, you made the move from small town, from the small city that you were born in, to Buenos Aires uh, to complete your studies. And But what was it like to move from uh, a small city to a big city, a considerably big city, a bigger oh, city? Oh, yes. It, it was hard, you know, <laughs> even though... Um, 
you know, I have my two sisters there. Uh, they are two and three years older. We are very, you know, close. So I had there, they were there already. So that was, that was nice. But um, I can tell you, it was very shocking. Uh, Buenos Aires is a very intense city. It's kind of like New York, the intensity, you know. Maybe it's not that big, but, you know, um, so... Uh, it was it was very hard, you know, to get used to that intensity. I was coming from a really, you know, small town, and everything was, you know, less people, less intense. Uh, so it, it was hard, um, but but you know, I feel like it was a training to come here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What yes. what was the jazz scene like there? Uh, the jazz scene was great. Um, I, there's a lot of good musicians over there. Um, that's where, you know, I went to um, to a jazz conservatory over there where I did my, my undergraduate. It's called Manuel de Fashion Conservatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, very good teachers. Most of them, they studied in Berkeley, uh, so in Boston. So, uh, you know, uh, this, the, the director is called Ernesto Jodos and he's an amazing pianist and... You know, I I was there. I also did some. Uh, I went to a classical conservatory for a while. I was trying to do everything, but then you know, it's like the jazz was like what I wanted to do. So, um, why why did you uh, eventually go towards more towards jazz? What was it about this this art? Well, actually. I mean, that, that was what I wanted to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Classical was something that, you know... Keeping I your never options re- open, yeah. Yeah, like I never really play much classical in the saxophone or clarinet. You know, yes, studying like etudes and things like that, but I never really practiced that. I was more of, uh, you know, playing jazz or other kinds of music. Uh, but, you know, I was, yeah, like you said, having my options open. And, you know, at the beginning, I went to this uh, conservatory, classical conservatory, which is very good in Buenos Aires. It's called Yuna. And I was taking, um, you know, private lessons with a, a saxophone player that he actually was from my town. Uh, and he, he was there in Buenos Aires, Santiago de Francisco. He He's an amazing saxophone player, too. And... Also, I was taking private lessons with Mariano Ray. He's, he's a, a great clarinet player, um, you know, from the Philharmonic. And, you know, I was I was trying to get the most out of, you know, being in the big city and studying with all the great musicians. And But, you know, at the end, I couldn't do everything. So I, I kind of like left the classical and focused on the on the jazz conservatory and that's where I finished it and I started playing also with the teachers and the and the jazz scene over there. There are some great jazz clubs and uh, you know it was great. It was great. I finished it and I was like, okay, I want more. <laughs> yeah. So so New York was always my dream. Uh, I never thought I I would come here. You know, it was it's so hard to come here. You know, uh, for many jazz musicians it's a must to spend time in New York City. Uh, Speaking with musicians on this very podcast series, they've described their impact uh, with New York City as challenging or invigorating, sometimes both. Uh, But -hmm. the general perception is that uh, it's a city that can take a lot out of you even. Uh, In some cases, it can make or break you. But what was your initial impact (laughs) with the Big Apple? 
Well, um, it was very strong because I came here to study and uh, it was my first time being in the U.S. So it was kind of like just straight coming here to move. It's not that I came here to visit first and see if I liked it or not. I was like so determined that I wanted to study here that I, you know, I came here without, you know, I didn't know anybody. I barely spoke English. My English was not very good. And it was, it was very hard, you know, at the beginning. Um, but, you know, it's funny. I, I always, you know, I would go out all the time. Of course, you know, with school, it was great. I, I met people and, and the teachers were amazing. Um, but, I, I was spending a lot of time in the jazz clubs and, you know, because I didn't want to be home alone. I felt like I was, you know, whenever I would go to the jazz clubs, I felt home and I was like, okay, this is why I'm here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was pretty strong and I learned a lot from that, you know. Who were some of the musicians, the first musicians that you uh, met in that those early days on the New York jazz scene? You mentioned that you were spending a lot of time in the clubs. Yeah, so I met Johnny O'Neill. Um, he was always there. He's an amazing piano player, a master. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would always invite me to sit in. Um, then I met I met so many people. Um, well, Tivon Penico was one of the first ones I met too. He he's a great saxophone player, and I learned a lot from him too. Um, there's so many, uh, you know, yeah. I even, once I met Lee Konitz at one of the clubs, that wow. was amazing. Yeah. I talked to him and we exchanged numbers and then one, one day he invited me to his house. We were talking and playing. It, it was, that, that was like a, a very New York moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The track you are hearing just now is La Jungla from Julieta Eugenio's debut album, Jump. The track speaks to the tenor saxophonist's close bond with nature, which will later be discussed. It is also one of her original compositions from her debut album, Jump, released earlier this month on Greenleaf Records, and the making of which will be discussed in the second part of this week's Jazz's Travel Conversation, coming up right now.
skip ahead to recent times, uh, then uh, Jump is uh, your uh, new album. Is this your debut album as a leader? Yes, it is. Hmm. So it's a big mm-hmm. step. Um, but it's yeah. significant too that it emerges out of the challenging times imposed by uh, the global pandemic, of course. Um, yes. But uh, aside from this new record, what have these times been like for you? Well, it's been very hard, honestly. Um, I feel like it's, it, it was very hard in terms of work and everything, but uh, I feel like I ground so much. You know, uh, I had the time honestly to sit down and reflect on life and things that i wanted to do and and honestly like focus uh, on on the things that are important you know uh sometimes we get so caught up in the everyday life you know with things that don't matter so uh i feel like it it was it was really positive even though you know (laughs) uh, it was hard and we were like struggling with you know work uh I feel like I took that time um, to do, uh, you know, I like, I feel like I transformed it in a good way, you know, mm-hmm. in the, my personal experience, you know, because yeah. uh, I've, I've been trying to record this album for so long, you know, I've been here in New York now, eight years almost, and, you know, it's it's hard to, to make it happen because you are like... Uh, struggling with the everyday life as a musician, you know, it's not easy. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I had the opportunity to, and I, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. It's, it's now or never. We didn't know what was going to happen, you know, so um, I felt like, uh, yeah, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And, and that's kind of like the message of, of the album, I feel like, to invite everyone to reflect on their lives yeah. and take the jumps or the jumps that they need in their lives to feel free, to feel alive again, to, you know, like, uh, I don't like to, to put it more like it's about me. It's just like an invitation to everyone, uh, to the listeners, to mm. this trip of sensations and then, you know, uh, to make them reflect and, you know, decide about their lives. I yeah. think it's very important in these times. So, so far in our conversation, you have shared your stories uh, that point to an artistic evolution being interlinked with uh, going from one place to the next and then, of course, New York. Uh, but from what I've read, this album, Jump, is linked with a, with another specific place, Connecticut. Is that right? And uh can you yeah. tell me a bit more about this link? Yeah. So, you know, the guys, uh, Matt and Jonathan, they, they are from Connecticut. Uh, so in the, all the pandemic, they were, they, they went back home. You know, I was uh, talking to Matt once uh, during pandemic and he was like, yeah, you should come here. Let's, let's go for a hike. Let's, you know, uh, let's play. And I was like, yeah, sure. And, and that gave me, you know, the, the, I felt like so inspired to try some music that I was writing by then and and it would start to play more and then I started to go up there to take the train over there uh, like almost every weekend I was going there and we were playing and I decided to record the album you know it was it was very beautiful honestly because you know to get out of the city uh, taking the train um, it was a lot of reflection and, and you know, uh, it, it was beautiful, and they, they are great guys and amazing musicians, so I, f- I feel lucky for that too. Yeah, 
Uh, incidentally, seeing as you mentioned that it was nice to get away from the city, uh, this is another uh, question that I had in mind. Uh, one of the tracks is uh, titled, I hope I pronounced this correctly, La Jungla, which I yeah, think means yeah, the jungle. That's <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the, the album cover pictures you surrounded by the green of nature. So yeah. do you feel a closeness to nature? Oh yes, that that was actually the whole point. Um, hmm. I, I'm I'm a nature lover. You know, I love nature so much. Um, I feel like that's one of the things that um, you know that kind of saved me from all the craziness. In the city, because city can be very intense sometimes, and. I was always going, I'm still doing it, you know, I always try to go, even though, you know, if I can go far, like I did it to Connecticut, like I just go to Prospect Park or Central Park, like wherever there's nature, you know, um, wherever there are plants and animals and to be surrounded by them, it just, it, it grounds me so much and it uh -huh. makes me, you know, it, it gives me peace. It's just like be one with nature is... It's one of the most important things I feel, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing, you know, so that, that's why the cover, it's like, it's a huge impact yeah. on me, nature, yes. Definitely. Gotcha. Yeah, speaking of, uh, you mentioned the word, uh, you know, uh, how things can be intense, intensity. The cordless mm -hmm. trio can, for some musicians, be an intense uh, uh, format to play in. Uh, and it is, of course, the one that uh, uh, is featured on this uh, record, uh, saxophone, bass and drums. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, is it tricky? For, was it tricky for you to master? Do you particularly like it? Uh, if so, what do you like about it? Um, well, I always like to play a trio. I feel like it's very intimate format. Um, there's a lot of exploring and listening to each other. Um, yeah, also my tunes, I feel like a, I always, I'm thinking a lot about, you know, bass and counterpoint with him and drums. I don't know, there's something about it that I, I'm, I love it, you know, and mainly one of the things that I love about it is the space, you know. Space, I, yeah. Yeah, I love space and I need it to play. I feel like it's like, it's kind of the vibe I'm going for where there's like space and peaceful and you can, you know, you can build from there. So that's, yeah, that's the thing I like about trios. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally got that, that space was a central part of the of the music on this record. Uh, the, by the way, Jump is mostly made of uh, original compositions. Are these uh, compositions that you had been crafting for some time, or did they spontaneously just uh, appear close enough to the recording of this album? I seem to recall that in our conversation you did mention that you'd been wanting to record uh, an album for some time. Yeah, so there's some of them that I, I wrote them a long time ago. Um, they, I, I brought all of them in New York anyways, but uh, there's definitely some of them that I brought it like right before recording, you know, uh, like I think it's a jump actually and for you. Uh, another please those three I wrote it like very close to before recording. It was like in the pandemic time. Uh, and the other ones I brought it uh, before, but you know, it was it was not that long ago. It was like all in when, when you know, when I was here in New York. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, but you know, there was a lot of inspiration during pandemic times. So 
Okay, so, yeah. so some of them reflect your feelings throughout the pandemic that you have, of course, uh, we talked about earlier. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then I'm also curious about the choice of the two tracks that are not original compositions, the two standards. Uh, quite different, I guess, you know, Flamingo and uh, Crazy He Calls Me. Uh, why did you pick these two songs in particular? What prompted you to choose these particular songs for Jump? Well, um, you know, I love to play standards and uh, I guess I wanted to uh, to pick two tunes that are not that played that much because I, I don't right, think yeah. they are that commonly played. Um, so, and I, you know, I'm a big fan of melodies. I love melodies. I, I love to listen to singers. I think that's, uh, you know, crazy. He calls me is like, I, I, I heard Billy Holiday's version a lot. And, um, and yeah, I, I wanted to, I was like, let's do something different. And we tried with Matt doing a duo uh, version and I loved it. Uh, and I think I was like, okay, we're going to do this one. And then Flamingo, um, I have Don Baez version in my head. Uh, I, I, you know, I love Don Baez and the way he plays ballads. So I was like, okay, let's do this one. And this one was very spontaneous because we were in a rehearsal and Matt suggested kind of like a Latin group. And then Jonathan spontaneously started playing with his hands. And then I started playing and I was recording that. And then yeah. one of my trips going up there, I was listening to that. I was like, okay, we're going to do it like this, you know? And uh, yeah, I loved it how, how it came out. Actually, it's, um, it's a beautiful tune, you know? I love that tune. Okay, well, uh, Julieta, it has been a lovely conversation. Thank you very much for joining us. Of course, thank you for having me. Hope you enjoyed our conversation with Julieta Eugenio. Her new album, Jump, is available now on Greenleaf Records. And I hope you will join me again on a new episode of Jazz is Travel, where we will be speaking with or about more groundbreaking and innovative artists. In the meantime, make sure to check out jazzis.com for more excellent content. And if you haven't already, check out our Spring 2022 issue digitally or on print. This latest issue has a particular focus on drummers. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikuchi signing off. See you soon. Mm-hmm.